Far away from the jungles of Triaxis, today we find ourselves skimming along the bits and pieces of the asteroid field known as the Diaspora. Here, unburdened by civilization and any real authority besides who has the bigger and better gun, true freedom is found. See a place that shows promise? Take it. Set up shop. Defend it. Someone already have that spot? Well then it's up to them to decide if it's worth the effort. There's tons of blasted planet to go around for all. The real trick here is to find a spot that's far out of the way, but not too far out of the way. We are in one such spot right now. A huge bulk freighter in the style of the Vescarium BMC has collided into an asteroid sometime in the past. The outer hole is pockmarked with dings and carbon scoring from a long career in space. Crawling all over this vessel like so many parasites are dozens of smaller starships and their crews. News that a Vescarium ship from the Silent War has traveled swiftly across the Diaspora, and crews are ravenously slicing in for the choicest bits. It's a race against time in the unlikely event that some sort of authority figure makes the trek through space to put an end to the scavenging. Inside one of these smaller starships is a figure, securing the last bits of their spacesuit together. Tool belt, check. Spare battery pack, check. Blaster pistol, check. Elongated helmet to protect their conical cranial structure, check. Standing in front of the exit hatch is Akin Razur, two years before we meet him in the Click Clack Club. Fancy techie helmet gone in its place is a simple ovoid bubble shield in the general shape of his Kasathan head parts. AI enhanced long arm, also gone. Instead, a pair of third-hand-owned pistols strapped to a simple belt. And take it from here, Occam. Okay. So, he's going to uh, manually maneuver his junk ship over to a blasted port opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not big enough for him to actually get into but uh, big enough for him to see through and it looks probably like it's going into uh, a cargo bay or maybe a reactor station uh, so he synchron uh, he sets the ship to uh, grab on to this little gap with the little arms that it's got and uh, sets it to hold on and he rips open a portal uh, after deep pressurizing the cabin and goes inside the ship uh, looking for any parts that are damaged but not destroyed as he knows he can probably get away with those okay uh, I do have a question Yes. Why depressurize the cabin? Is there a... Because if I open a portal into a pressurized cabin out into a vacuum, it's probably going to just suck me through and shoot me in a random direction. Oh, good catch. Okay, yeah. Uh, you are in a... Uh, you, you had it right the first time, a, a cargo bay. And here there are metal, plastic, and wooden crates just smashed to pieces all around... Um, big gouges in the deck floor from where these shipping crates uh, no doubt 
dragged across the floor over the eon, uh, not eons, over the years. Uh, it is dark, and you don't have dark vision, so a flashlight will be needed, but as you uh, pick your way across this thing, this cargo bay is completely dark. If you make your way to a, a, a power panel, you see that all batteries have been drained from this starship, and you being an experienced space-faring person, uh, you know that this ship must have been here hundreds of years. Well, not no. Not hundreds of years, uh, decades for it to, uh, for the reserves to even be out at this point. So I don't think he wastes a lot of time. Uh, he only has an hour before he has to recharge a suit. Uh, so he's gonna get to, um, zipping around. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think he has any really high tech means of traversing this place well. I think he has a magnet on a rope that he, like, <laughs> sends out and then, like, pulls himself in, pries it off, and Next, so to the next when, place. when you say send it off, do you are you uh, swinging this thing like a like a grappling hook and just like launching yeah, it across? Very cool. There is, I should say, there is um, not anti grav, but this ship is big enough. It generates enough of a gravity field that oh, you yeah, are. It, you don't have like microgravity, but mm -hmm. to to go from the ceiling to the floor is probably going to require a little bit more. Room, so. I see. I love this. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're going your way around. Um, it's largely quiet. This, this portion that you latched onto, there weren't a whole lot of other ships in this area. And you you spend, uh, some time picking across, uh, you find bits and bobs here and there. There's, there's a lot of little shit to be found, but nothing like, no treasure trove just yet yeah i think if he finds little things that'll be worth uh you know a handful of credits mm -hmm. good good for their size and weight mm -hmm. um he'll probably uh snap them on to either in a bag or along like some jerry rigged magnetic uh snaps he's got like on his uh armor or mm -hmm. outfit rather okay no that's that's nice yeah you just attach them and move on so yeah you spend 20 30 minutes doing this and uh in the distance you in the, in the you've made your way out of the cargo bay it didn't yield a whole lot everything was smashed to shit and it was just basic stuff you can pick up from any supplier but uh you're now picking your way across uh the hallways of this thing as you look around there's not a whole lot of damage done to the actual structure of this ship uh, no, no power panels busted open, no dangling wires or anything. You get the feeling like there haven't been a whole lot of people in this area and this ship has largely been left intact. But as you're uh, going down, you, you know, you're keeping track of your chronometer. I'm sure there's a cooler way of calling it a clock. But uh, you hear uh, voices uh, down a hallway just kind of aggressive grunting uh he's gonna kind of like he, he's gonna turn his flashlight off and he's gonna like peek around a corner okay uh you see a uh paravesque wearing uh very nice military vescarium armor uh it's it's uh it's shiny it's gleaming and uh they're shoving around uh, a young uh a, a smaller figure. Rasha looks um a lot like how he was found. Uh his 
um, straight up like black leather outfit that was replaced with um, some uh, some <clears throat> stiffened <laughs> stiffened pants, um, <clears throat> like strengthened uh, standard pants, just uh, reinforced pantaloons, whatever. Uh, okay. And like a, a heavy leather jacket over the top, padded shoulders, padded uh, elbows, that kind of stuff. Um, oh, is it a, is it a long jacket, or is it like a jacket or like a coat? Um, it is like a flight jacket. Okay. Um, and then like uh, some <clears throat> uh, kind of cobbled together knee pads and some thick, heavy leather boots. Um, he has a is a shiny new laser pistol on one hip and a very beat down old like cowboy repeater style rifle on the other nice yeah so uh, this is what Akim sees around the corner uh, from around the corner as these two Vesk are uh, pushing you and shoving you and taunting you oh we're caught you we're gonna take you back and you're gonna serve time in the Viscarium and they're just shoving you around, uh, pushing you like not like manhandling you, but like if if you're not if you're not out of their reach when they walk up to you, they push you. There's just like that bullying thing you see in schools where they're just shoving you down this hallway whenever you're not moving fast enough. Uh, <laughs> Come on now, guys. There's a there's no reason for any of these hostilities. This uh, ship is big enough for everyone, I think. Yeah. It belongs to the Viscarium, and anyone tempting to pilfer its secrets is going to be brought to the full justice. Pilfer? <laughs> no, no, I was uh, I was sent here with another crew, actually. We're supposed to uh, retrieve any valuables for the Viscarium. As, uh, I seem to have gotten separated from my crew. There was a, uh, a hallway seemed to uh, kind of collapse down. I was... I was able to lay out on one side to prevent injuries, but the uh, rest of my crew is on the other side. So I'm just trying to get back to them. We have teams going through these halls all all across the ship. We'll find your crew and bring them in, and we'll just compare notes, shall we? <laughs> yes, of course, of course. I mean, you say it's for the Vascarium. Uh, don't you recognize the ears, the uh, handsome face? Uh, I'm from Vesk 6. Have you ever been there? We serve time. The Patra are fine enough ally, but you don't look like you're in the service. You look like a scaver. You look like one of these little asteroid rats we find. <laughs> uh, I've gotten that a little bit. Uh, obviously, like you find gentlemen, I'm not quite uh, the muscular build, so I, I make do with what I can with these, uh, you know, these paddings to uh, sort of support me. The, uh, the Vesk that hasn't been speaking much has been like a step behind the other Vesk that's uh, kind of taking delight in shoving you along this hallway. And finally, they hold up their hand, whisper something, uh, not something, they whisper into the ear of the other one, why don't we just kill him? We don't need him. He's just a, he's just a goddamn scaver. We don't need this. And he uh, pulls out uh, a, a security baton and does a little flick of the wrist and a spark start flying out. Uh, can I ask a question? You can do whatever you want, buddy. Um, the hallway they're going down, uh, mm -hmm. it 
Uh, is there like from where I'm at? Is there like another hallway heading that way too? Oh yeah, this entire area. This this is kind of uh kind of the engineering section of this. As you were picking your way across, you, you've been around ships. Uh, there are tons mm-hmm. of crisscrossing hallways. Uh, the the floor. Uh, you don't have your light on now, so you can't quite see it. But when you had your light mm-hmm. on, it had that thing like in Stargate where different colored lines go to different areas. Okay. Uh, but right now you're kind of in the engineering kind of it power is there like a closet or something somewhere that's like sealed up like a security um room where like without the power if you get stuck in there you're stuck in there uh yeah yeah there are you know small uh, maintenance rooms that are uh that that are closed shut here and there and you know they'll they'll mark like you know supply room 27 stuff like that there's yeah there's plenty of this kind of thing where are you going with this um i want to uh, i think he would have his laser drill uh, they're not horribly expensive sure um so uh yeah your, your right. laser drill is very cheap uh so i think he'd just drill a hole in there uh going about this slowly like they're not running along like while they're having this conversation he drill a hole probably through the door pop a portal in there and then quietly like around the corner pop uh another two portals because he can support up to four total um even at low level uh and uh he's gonna try and reach through the portal that he's next to and pull one the rear vesk through but have him go out instead of out of the portal that he's pulling from he's gonna uh-huh. have him come out the portal in the uh in the closet uh so you want the one that's holding the baton uh whoever's in the back yeah he, the one yeah the one that's kind of taking delight in pushing brasha down the hallway he's he's you know going up giving them a shove and it's not like they're racing through this hallway at all there's kind of a steady pace they don't know who they're going to run into so they're kind of going at a cautious you know paces through these halls so yeah he's yeah. shoving them around and uh as he uh pulls out this sparking uh security thing um brasha maybe out of the corner of your eye as you're being shoved again you see a a a, a fracture a fracturing in the reality behind the other vesk and uh, one arm come out, pulling the other vest back, and that that other vest blinks or kind of vanishes. Uh, does lead vest see this? No, no, he is. He is. Uh, he's like, he, you are his only attention right now. He barely heard what his uh, partner was saying. He's just shoving you, making you know, forcing you to go uh, deeper into the ship. Thin atmosphere, bro. Uh, Brasha, like, kind of like, as he's stumbling back to his feet after getting shoved, he like points and just kind of like plants himself and goes, What the hell? Did he just die? A, a step away from shoving you again, he stops, turns around. Uh, Akim, the portal's still up, right? Yeah. Uh, there are currently three portals. There's one in. Okay. Seeing that, uh, that he's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You compressed. No, no. Oh, okay. So, 
So there, there is the portal in front of him now. There's the one mm -hmm. in the supply closet. Where right. are the other two? Or is that? To um, be no, there's the one in front of them. There's the one in the yep. supply closet, and there's the one in yep. front of me. I have to wait gotcha. until my turn to drop the one in the uh, in the supply closet. Um, and if they try and pass through one of them on their own, they will go out a random one. Okay, so should we roll for initiative? Or we you want to do it like this, or do you want to keep I doing mean, the match? I guess it depends on what they're doing. Uh, but, well, like, I, I'm going to shut the one that's in the closet as quick as possible. Okay, yeah, you'll have enough time to have pulled him through and shut it as Brasha turns and says, Ah, oh, is he dead? And uh, he turns around, pulls out a long arm in the same movement, and is uh, staring at this portal. Uh, pushes you to, to, uh, away from him, uh, Brasha. What the hell is that? Is that a ghost? What trick are you playing? Uh, no, no, don't, don't. <laughs> that's not me. I've heard of these things. Uh, there are people, they call themselves witch warpers. They bend reality. Uh, this thing could be uh, as unstable enough. It could explode. You should you should hurry the hell out of here. I, both uh, of us should, yes. All right, you're with me. You stay. That was about six seconds, right? Yeah. There's another one behind them now. <laughs> okay, so uh, the vest hearing that from Brasha grunts, turns, and uh, starts to run down the hallway, and this other portal pops up. Pult puts his gun to it. Don't lie to me, boy. Is this you? I will put you down. <laughs> like I said, I can't do anything like that. I can talk the ears off a of Shirin, but I cannot do that, I assure you. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, and so, are both, are, there, are they now uh, book-ended by portals at this point? Uh, depending on how narrow the uh, the passageway is, yes. It's, it's uh, enough if not, so that, it, could, yeah. it could walk around. Okay, no, it, it's it's uh, they're larger than your standard pack world ship, but the Vesk are bigger. But uh, no, uh, he doesn't want to get anywhere near this. Uh, this, uh, how have you described it? Crystalline fracturing kind of thing. It, it's like a refraction of light. Basically. Refraction of light. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. No, no reflection, just refraction. Gotcha. So, so yeah, he's, he's looking at these and he's uh, doing like a double, like watching to see if either of these portals are moving in closer. And he's, uh, uh, this vest, he's getting a little nervous. You see uh, in, in his voice, a little bit of panic rises up. Um, is Brasha adjacent to either of them? Yeah, Brasha has been backing away from him towards the first one. Right, so whenever you get close enough and I can see you, I'm going to reach through and pull you through, but I'm going to pull you through mine, not not into the other one. I let out a... Aye! <laughs> at, at that, uh, uh, the vest turns to your direction and fires off a shot. Uh, I'm not going to roll. Uh, he he just, just jumps, turns, and shoots, and it just kind of goes wise and shoots the hallway. And uh, from where you two now are, you hear him. What's the? I'm not. And he's gonna pull out a. You you hear uh, some scuffling, some uh, commotion. Tink 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 tink. Boom! As a frag grenade goes off down the hallway uh, near your portal. And uh, I don't uh, know. Would the shrapnel bits kind of pepper uh, out at all? It 
Yeah, like projectiles uh, go in and come out, but they come out completely randomly, both in direction and which portal they come out of. So he might get shrapnel in the back, or we might get a little shrapnel. Um, I'm not gonna bog us down too much. So yeah, just just tinkle like from all of the holes, a little bit of metal comes spraying out, and it kind of like makes this weird sound effect where it's it's you know, Akim, what's like the sound? Why it sounds so weird, but. The vest, uh, he's just got his gun out now, gun out again, just firing at the dark. Uh, I'm gonna just see in the push Brasha back up the hall the way I came and uh-huh. shut the uh, portal that's next to us. I'll leave him okay. to figure out the other two. <laughs> okay, so that portal closes, and as you're running back the uh, in the direction you indicated, you just hear just uh, rifle shot after rifle shot <laughs> echoing in the distance. I um I stop by the closet and I I um by that point like my other portals are probably closed but I'll I'll take a second and I'll pop a portal um laterally as far as I can like uh perpen where it's not the same hallway we're in uh as far away and in the closet sure uh and then just run uh so like he can distrust the portal for a while if he, but or he could use it to get out that's up to him uh, i'm running yeah yeah okay yeah no he's just pounding on the door um so yeah you guys are running away and at this at this level this this pass uh akim how fast can he move uh he has normal speed so 30 feet okay uh i don't kasatha have plus 10 no I'm thinking of something else. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, um, uh, uh, fleet. No, wait, no, we got to feed at first level, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So no, he's got 40. Uh, I okay. had fleet at first level. Okay. So yeah, Occam, you've been in this portion of the ship before, uh, pre- just now. So yeah, you're, you're kind of pulling him and, uh, Brasha, what are you doing is, uh, this weird, <laughs> this, this strange figure pulls you through one of these portals and is now dashing you, uh, down the halls. Uh, he is taking off as far from those two vests as he can currently. Uh, that is problem one. Uh, uh-huh. Problem two, uh, this strange person can be dealt with uh, when we are far enough away. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you, you make your way uh, to this closet. To another closet, rather. Or you said you're just going to keep running. Uh, I'm gonna keep running. I was giving that vest away out of the closet because I didn't I want to die in there. Well, that's sweet of you. Uh, yeah, you you are just running, uh, and you run for a few minutes. Now, uh, you're you've been in here about forty minutes. Your hour is uh, nearing uh, an end. That your uh, your suit will give you environmental protections and protections from uh, the vacuum of space. So, uh, yeah, you you have a little countdown on your maybe on like a little data pad on your wrist or something and uh yeah you guys have gotten far enough away you no longer hear the uh the rever- the retort of a rifle in the distance shit i'm running out of time do you need help getting to your ship uh, yes my ship yes you, definitely you have a ship no not as such. Uh, 
fuck, follow me. And I'll go back out to the cargo bay. Okay, yeah. You make your way there. Uh, you don't see any other signs of anyone. Uh, no no sounds. It's completely... This entire area hasn't been uh, combed over from the, uh, the, the hordes of scavengers. So yeah, you make your way back to the back to the cargo bay uh you know less than five minutes remain on your little countdown timer and you want to portal back onto your ship yeah and i'll take uh him with me okay so uh akim creates another portal kind of holding you brush i assume because that's how you has to he has to do this marches you onto uh uh, a small starfighter clinging to the side of this cargo bay, and uh, you're now in uh, a depressurized starship cabin. So, if uh, Occam, you want to describe what this uh, hunk of junk you're flying in these days uh, looks like as you maybe repressurize? Um, the frame is about half as large as uh, the skull and tones is, uh, but right now it's got basically the um the flying cabin for the most part and a small uh strap bunk like against the back uh, mm-hmm. it's very a, a bit grungy filled with uh uh little pieces of junk there's a cargo container like a small cargo container attached to the back of the ship but it's not accessible from inside really um and it's mostly just a cockpit uh mm-hmm. It's a little piece of junk. It's honestly like it probably like makes a shit ton of noise as it repressurizes because like a com- uh, like compressor <laughs> stuff, yep. like going yep. off. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely hear just like <laughs> normally you hear like a like a soft hiss, but no, you you hear uh, the shaking of a, of a generator in its housing banging around the inside hole of this thing as. Uh, you you get a notification on your uh, on one of the control panels. It goes from red to orange to green, and uh, yeah, you're repressurized. So you said you don't have a ship. Uh, not really. All right. Um, shit. Uh, I've got an idea, and I'll disengage from the ship with the arms. And uh, this is a vest ship. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go around, uh, as sneakily as I can with my little junk ship sure, and search for, um, a, uh, like a maintenance pod or something or a, uh, or an abandoned fighter that's in workable shape. Okay. Yeah. As you, uh, kind of buzz along the outer hole of this, uh, this is a huge bulk freighter. I have a picture, actually, I can put up while we're talking. So, yes, uh, this is a huge cl- uh, category ship class, huge bulk freighter. Uh, so uh, you can skim as you can be as careful as you like as you go around. There is uh, 30 to 50 uh, small starships, uh, any, anywhere from the size of a small fighter shuttle uh, up to about um, Millennium Falcon size, like... There, there is, uh, it is teeming with other crews on this. So, um, you make your way around, you, you come to an exposed hangar bay, uh, you know, you shine, I assume the ship has forward lights, you shine them in and yeah, you see just a a shitty, uh, BMC Vescarium Mauler 
which is, you know, the Vesk equivalent of an X-Wing. He's going to fly in real slow. He's keeping an eye out for, like, other crews or the Vesk. Uh, and he's just going to grab the thing by its wings and, like, fly out with it and fly away. Like a hermit crab. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, uh, easily, easily enough. This, this ship, while not fancy or, uh, even livable, mostly... Uh, it does have some pretty strong manipulator arms, and you're able to pull one of these out uh, into space. And yeah, you make your way. Uh, are you you're flying away from the freighter now? Yeah, just getting a little bit of distance because sure. I need to make sure that the thing will actually hold air. And work. Uh, yep, yeah, you you kind of you you drag it out, let go, and kind of do a scan. Uh, you do a you can scan with your computers. This thing has a computer. This thing is a hunk of junk, but it's not useless. So you're able to, you know, go around. You don't see any uh, uh, hole fractures or uh, smashed in cockpit view screen or anything like that. It just kind of floats there slowly uh, spinning in the vacuum. If there's no, like, fatal uh, collapse uh, points anywhere... Oh. Uh, I'll go ahead and open up a portal into the cockpit and I'll be like, all right, there you go. Get out of here before the vests catch up with you. Uh, thank you. Uh, I don't like owing debts, but find me sometime. I'll, I could probably hook up uh, a little something through your pressurizer, make it a little bit less um, liable oh, to kill you. It's constantly on the edge of collapse. I keep fixing it. But uh, I'm... I'm Maybe while you're out there, find yourself another ship. I could always use the the parts to trade in. Sounds good. Uh, Maybe see you around then. No, stuff. Maybe. Oh, uh... Akin. And I'll hold out a hand. Brasha. I will shake his hand. Uh, they'll be looking for you, but I'm going to go back to salvaging. I give him a little, uh, little nod and hop through the portal then. Okay. Yeah, you get in. Um, it's, 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 uh, it has no power going into it, but, uh, you, you are Brasha. You are able to hotwire this, uh, this bad boy. Uh, fire it up and uh, you part ways. Um, Occam, you're going to continue. You're going to go back and scavenge on the ship. Rasha, what do you want to do now? Uh, he is going to head to uh, the nearest shadiest spaceport okay. and try and sell this ship for money. <laughs> All right. And uh, we're going to kind of. Fi- fade to black as uh, you punch uh, you punch coordinates in to a, a local shipyard in the diaspora. The diaspora is full of pirates. Uh, there, There is no real legal authority here. Um, the kind of interpol of the packed worlds is called the stewards and theoretically they could maybe should uh, be up in this uh, asteroid field just busting people for all manner of crimes but it's very difficult to police an asteroid field because it's so easy to get lost in. But uh, you being a 
you have some experience doing this. You you will have you will have ways of making contact with someone that can get contact with someone to help you uh, move this hot vehicle. So yeah, uh, you're gonna punch in the court, just zoom uh, among the rest of the space trash, and uh, Occam is gonna fly back and uh, scour more of this freighter, and we're gonna kind of cut to black. Fade to black. That's the word. Fade to black. And uh, I'm gonna take a moment here to like break. Um... Play some copyrighted music. <laughs> I, I wish. So we are going to uh, fade from black uh, about three months later. And we are now in a very common site for space travelers in the packed world system. We are looking at the space station Absalom. But around this space station, in an area called the Armada, the, uh, the flotilla of various starships under various organizations rule kind of just zip just kind of hang around here um you you have cathedral ships of the iomedian navy you have starfinder shipyards working on uh, a big capital ship you have personal personal uh homes people like you know the the equivalent in the pack in the starfinder world of an rv is just getting a little dinky shuttle putting a bed in and then you just, you know, you live rent free, just floating around Absalom station. And you, you know, you make your, your, uh, your docking fees and all that. And you just kind of live on your own there. But what we're looking at now floating amongst all the others is a truly grotesque looking collection of starships. It very much looks like a bunch of, uh, freighters, uh, explorers shuttles welded together because that's exactly what it is this is king kearney's caspa it is a combination casino drug den and brothel king kearney's caspa is a it's it's an ungainly amalgamation of several ships literally welded together uh here all sorts of folk come and go uh cd deals are made uh and People of uh, higher reputation can be found uh, partaking in the brothels, the drugs, the casino work. Uh, this is uh, not a very pleasant place, but we're inside now in a in a bustling little bazaar. Shops have stalls, vendors have little side units all around this large center mass of this starship collection it's a poorly lit area there are dozens of beings of all races kind of going to and fro all their business all their dealings you see uh musicians playing here and there it is like think spacey uh arabian nights kind of thing where it's just all manner of aliens all manner of stuff being sold uh shouts of a fishmonger space fish get your space yeah. fish space fish are being sold space weasel meat armor weapons um and I'm rumors from of space australia we get it you're from space 
Okay, moving on. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we are in this uh, shopping bazaar right now. There are uh, lanterns hung all around where the starship's lights aren't doing the trick. There are garish tapestries uh, hung from this, uh, hung on the walls and draped across the, the to make it lively, big, colorful spreads. Uh, and there's a cloudy haze about everything, and it's kind of got that mixture of uh, spices, uh, body odor, and the ever so hint of hyperleaf vapor being smoked. But we're in here now. Um, Brasha, you find yourself enjoying some downtime in this rowdy market square. All around you, they're all selling kinds of things. Shouts of consumerism is being all around you. What are you doing on your uh, time off right now? Um, he is currently uh, browsing through some of the junk merchants. He is looking for uh, charging crystals or focusing lenses. Um, he's he's looking for parts to build his own laser pistol basically but he's not quite he's not at the point where he can just use what he has lying around he's still looking mm -hmm. for kind of like a official parts to use gotcha so this is you're still in like uh alpha of this of this construction you are straight up just gathering the raw materials yep okay yeah you go around and there are people uh Sometimes you'll go to a, a stall and it, like within 10 feet of it is another stall selling the exact same shit. So they're kind of barking at each other, uh, barking, uh, you know, lo lowering their prices, lowering their prices like a reverse auction until uh, uh, one of them, a, a, a Lashunta uh, uh, male uh, is like, whoa, 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 no, too, too, too low for me. You can have it. And then you, you're able to score pretty well uh, a, a decent focusing lens and uh, you're just going around it's it's busy you're you are familiar with king kearney's caspa uh this is where a lot of shady people go not that you're shady but you do know a lot of shady people just in the work that you do uh this is a great place to get scrap this is a great place to trade scrap no questions are really asked as long as you're not trading in living sentient lives mostly uh, so yeah, you spend a good portion of the this morning, uh, whatever you call morning in a star starship that has no windows, uh, and you're going around and you see across the market floor that there's a crowd beginning to gather, shouts and chanting, Keel, Hall, Keel, Hall. And uh, you see a, a group of three human males uh, being shoved around by this crowd, and they're all wearing matching jacketed uniforms. All of them in uh, various states of uh, disrepair and inebriation. One of them is struggling to stand up as uh, you make your way over, and but you see all three of them have blood running down their faces from their nose and mouths. Standing above them is a tall half-elf woman in uh, simple robes as she shakes her already bruising fist at them. I don't care if you're Starfinders. My readings don't come cheap, nor are they to be ignored lightly. Cheers erupt around her as she gives the crowd a curt nod and walks back to her stall. <clears throat> the the people all around uh, quickly lose interest in the, the, the scuffle, 
and uh, they just resume their shopping and just start walking past over and on these three humans. Uh, Starfinders, the woman said, as uh, these three clumsily pick themselves up and uh, shuffling in your direction. As, as they walk past you, you hear one of them look back. You see one of them look back and hear a mutter, <clears throat> stupid witch. What does she know about anything? Bunch of nonsense. We're going to we're going to be fine, guys. Janura knows what he's doing. We're going to we're going to be legendary. And as he says, legendary, uh, his sentence is cut short as he doubles over and evacuates the contents of his guts right in front of you, Brasha, as uh, he just spews all over. Um, I will uh, kind of lean down and pull him up, but none too gently, kind of just mm. grabbing him by his jacket and like straight up pulling him to his feet. And I... Uh, I pour a little uh, contents of uh, a flask, which probably just has water in it, but... Whatever you want it to be. He offers it to the guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he offers it to the guy and say, uh, so, what was all of that about? Uh, stupid fortune teller said she could see our fates, and she said that we were going to be lost to space, but what does she know? Stupid tricksters boys check your pockets make sure she didn't steal anything as the uh, the other two are they're kind of both of them look a little dazed uh not only are their mouths and nose bleeding but they both kind of have a vacant expression on their eyes that they may have uh the first uh first stage concussion going on right now is they're uh like packing patting themselves on the the chest in their pockets and uh he uh the the main guy the guy you lifted up uh uh, drinks from your flask, swishes around and spits on the floor. A bunch of blood comes out, uh, wipes his uh, sleeve all over his face to get the blood off. Hey, thanks, stranger. Um, you don't... <clears throat> wouldn't happen to... And he's he's like, <laughs> Pat, like she stole my cred stick! And uh, she's, uh, he wheels around and he starts stomping uh, towards her. Uh, I'll just kind of call out after him uh, eh, a few words to the wise. One, if you uh, if you can't even stand on your own, don't go picking fights. And two, if you don't want to know your fortune, don't go to a fortune teller. Eh? He stops. Looking at you, and he's kind of swaying at this point. He's also, uh, he's 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 nursing a bit of a uh, some head trauma himself. He's swaying there. We just we just joined the Starfinders, and we thought we'd see if we'd become heroes like what we heard about. But she was talking about some nonsense about all of us being on a fool's errand and doomed. Just. I thought we were just going to be told, you know, long life and many wives and children, but she just, she just pissed us off, man. And she, she stole from us. She took my cred stick. And the, uh, the other two are like, like, like zombies, just, you know, re re I'm doing it in person, uh, you know, smacking their legs and, you know, going through their pockets, not even pulling anything out, but just going through that physical motion of looking for something that they, don't have the mental capacity to even look for right now, really. They're just kind of staring off into space 
Frosh will uh, shrug at him and be like, look, it's not my business what you Starfenders do. I don't have any interest in that. But if you're going to die, make sure you live your ship in one piece, eh? <laughs> you don't think we're going to die, do you, mister? We're supposed to be heroes. I don't want to die. Whether you live or die is up to you. But considering the shape that you're in now, well, I won't be placing any creds on your lives, that's for sure. You seem you seem pretty cool, man. Uh, you think you could uh, help the three of us get back to Absalom so we could get back to our campus before uh, roll call? Curfew, that's the word I want. <laughs> Like I said, your business is your business, eh? Yeah, maybe we should sober up a bit before we... All right, thanks. Thanks, mister. And uh, he's he's going to kind of collapse into the other two, and they're going to stumble through uh, the the crowds. Not not They're not belligerent at this point. Just kind of defeated look in uh, the main guy's fo- uh, face as he walks out. As you're standing there now, just everyone going around you, like, like a little TV montage of little time speeds up and time passes, people zip past you. And uh, it's now middle of the day. You've conducted uh, all the business that your broke ass can afford. Uh, and you got a, a decent satchel full of parts that you feel you can do something with. And um, you hear a familiar voice in the distance coming from a small rinky-dink shop that you haven't been to yet. So um, it looks like just a a little shipping container with a locked door on the left front of it and a little, like, little double window, sliding window, kind of like at a drive-thru or something uh, that's open. And inside, Occam is on the phone. Yes. Yes, you're... uh, your condenser array is uh, back in working order. I can have it delivered today if you want to pay the extra for the shipping. Otherwise, you can come pick it up as soon as you can. Yeah, I should be open tomorrow. Yeah, all right. That's fine. I'll see you then. And uh, I'll close it. And he just pushes uh, a button and uh, a pre a preset recording of him kind of comes out of a little speaker strapped to the uh, top of the container. Just like, busted scrap. You break it, we fix it. Doesn't matter how fucked up it is. <laughs> and like that, plus a little like other, um, like a listing of things that we have in in stock kind of goes off. So yeah, uh, uh, Rasha, you. this is what you hear uh, you hear Occam's voice uh, being uh, elevated through a, a loudspeaker from a, a shipping container. Uh, I'll kind of like pause in what I'm doing and like look over it. Like, I've heard that voice before. Hmm. Well, I don't recognize that shop. Eh. I'll start kind of uh, moseying on over. Okay. Uh, and. Akam, is this thing like open up at all, or is it just a, a closed uh, container that you have a door to? 
uh there's a it's not really um like is there a service open. window yeah there's a service window gotcha there's like a drive-through window sort of thing mm-hmm. like not that you actually do a drive-through but that, just that style or it slides yep. open mm-hmm. um Uh-oh, and it, it's open truck. he's huh I said Occam has a taco truck yeah it's a scrap taco truck um that doesn't move <laughs> and uh like there's a little um like reinforced data pad on the front that has like a list of his actual inventory on it that people can scroll through uh, he's just sitting inside uh like working on repairing something like if somebody interacts with a data pad there's probably like a little ding ding <laughs> Someone's trying to steal your data pad. Ding ding. <laughs> Fuck, come back. Blast. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> this is my data pad now. <laughs> uh yeah, but I'll just walk up to the uh the little data pad and kind of um you know, punching some things into it and like uh uh nine millimeter board uh pistol barrel uh <laughs> focusing crystal or focusing lenses um battery uh battery packs that kind of stuff just kind of looking through the stuff he has uh he might not have it necessarily in parts but um i think he probably has most of what you're looking for um since it's all little shit and like he'll he'll and and come to the window and uh after seeing these things and have uh be like working on disassembling the um the pistol and and look up and be like hey i know you and he points the like points the gun kind of at you like (laughs) haphazardly and it's just like oh shit sorry (laughs) there's no gun or there's no Ammo in it. Sorry. Hey, I know you. Get out of here. This is my shop. <laughs> uh, oh, are you the Kasatha that was on that Fresk ship a few months yeah, ago? Yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, that's me. Yes, um, Basha, right? Brasha. Brasha. And Sorry. Uh, you are Akim, yes? Yeah. Suppose it's. Easier to remember when it's on the front of the shop. I look back at the front of the shop and see. <laughs> Does it say Akim's busted scrap? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I just see busted scrap. <laughs> yeah, like the Akim is just like painted on to the left. <laughs> it's actually not even like the shipping container is just called busted scrap. It's just every every year or so when someone takes on the lease and just spray paint their name on it. <laughs> yeah. That's not canon. That's just me bullshitting. It's okay, yeah. <clears throat> so you look like you're doing quite well for yourself. Uh, yeah. Came into a few good parts and working on my ship. And uh, I've got some regular customers now. Good to hear. Uh... How is your ship doing these days? 
Oh, it doesn't rattle so much anymore. It's a bit bigger. I extended the uh, chamber. I've actually got a room now instead of just <laughs> the cockpit. Good to hear. <sighs> so. How I... about you? Did you get yourself a new ship? Uh, I did. Yes. It's not great. And, but, uh, you know, I take what I can. I fix it up as best I can. I know that feeling a lot. Uh, here, come in. It's fucking smoky out there. And he'll go over and he'll lock here, or he'll unlock the uh, the door to the side. <laughs> Rasha walks in and starts lighting up cigars. <laughs> ah, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Yeah, he'll, he'll walk in and kind of uh, finally out of that smoke. Um, yeah, he'll he'll walk in and just kind of start um, walking around your um, looking at your whatever you're working at. Uh, he's probably just uh, repairing some sort of manifold frame or something like that right now. This room is pretty small, but it's. Um, it's cool. Uh, there's a there's a little like air filtration thing in the corner. There's a table for him to work on. There's another uh, uh, bulkhead that goes further back into the uh, container where likely he does work on larger items and uh, stores things. Yeah, I'll I'll walk over to the uh, the workbench table and kind of throw my my sack of scrap up there and um kind of start putting this this ramshackle laser pistol together uh and as i do i uh i'm kind of talking to him like um <clears throat> like uh so uh, are you running this place by yourself or you have uh, business partners with you no it's just me I mean, there's the people I rent this from, but that that's uh, its own thing, you know? For sure. It's not really a cross-investment. Hmm. Nice to have your own place, though. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and, like, while you're over there by the workbench, you probably see, like, a bunch of radio equipment that's in... Pretty much working order. Uh, that seems to be pretty well taken care of. Hmm. You've got some good transmitters here. Uh, yeah, this uh, hobby. Uh, that hobby could uh, sell for quite a bit, you know. I know. Uh, I make enough fixing things like ship parts and stuff, so I... I get those for myself. Good to have something to keep you interested, I suppose. Yeah, this is not much, but people listen. I get a few people talk to me on uh, on the net, so. Hmm. Uh, he'll pull probably the shoddiest looking equipment down and start checking like the wiring on it 
I, I haven't finished that piece yet. It takes me a little while and I got to do it between work, you know? Well, uh, <clears throat> I do still owe you for getting me my <laughs> startup, you could say. Uh, how about I take a look at this while you're working? Uh, sure, thanks. And uh, he'll go back to rubbing a manifold back to health. Which is probably, I mean, I mean, not probably. This is definitely the first time you've seen him do that, or perhaps anybody. Yeah, he's uh, like, uh, he's kind of switching between the pistol and the radio, and at one point he looks back and is like, "Hey, do you have the f- uh, <laughs> six mil starhead screwdriver?" Uh, one second. Uh, he'll uh. He'll go into the um into the back. Uh, six mil starheads. I've got this one. Uh, and he'll toss one at you. No. And it looks like it's in pristine fucking condition. <laughs> looks at it. And he's just like it's a little I... old. Tell me if it breaks. He's just grumbling about why anyone would use a star-headed, star-head screws. <laughs> He's just star-head. Use a hex bolt. It's okay. Would you prefer they chose something like a quantum entanglement state screw? Those screwdrivers are expensive as shit, man. I would prefer they just use a standard bolt. I'd rather not be spending my money on uh, garbage equipment that I'll use once and then have to sell and then have to buy again in eight months. Then why sell it? Just keep it. Because I don't want it. I have enough stuff on my ship, trust me. Yeah, fair enough. That's why I like these ones. And he'll like pull out like a really basic looking screwdriver with the exchangeable tip. It's like, Hey, he shakes it around. But this off with Goblin. <laughs> Goblins don't trust me. Uh, I made a joke about eating one a while back and I guess they overheard. <laughs> uh, really silly anyway. Goblin meat is too tough. <laughs> uh, and you know that, huh? I just wink at him and go back to... Uh... <laughs> repairing up this transmitter. Uh, about this time, actually, before I do that, uh, uh, Akim, do you have your own music pumping through uh, your, your little spot here at all? Uh, I think he's playing music, but it's he's just using the radios as receivers at the moment. He's not, like, outputting at the moment. Okay. No, that's fine. just wanted to get a another layer to this uh in editing if i needed to do find something special that was akim's brand so yeah you uh style rather so yeah you uh silence goes by akim brasha i feel like both of you are no strangers to silences so if there's none of that like have to fill the uh the, the emptiness with useless words so the two of you go about your bit for a little while and uh at Near the exact moment, both of you get pings on your uh, personal data pads. 
they can be silent or not, but uh, in either event, uh, you are getting a notification, and uh, they both are from King Kearney himself. Uh, you are to be summoned for a, a quote-unquote hall of a lifetime. You have all been cordially invited to attend his majesty's... Oh, fuck. You have... I'm not going to try and flavor it up. Uh, you're, you are you are both uh, among many who have been summoned to uh, see with the with Kearney and uh, get in on this deal. Uh, being a scrapper, Brasha, you've definitely dealt with King Kearney. Uh, maybe fairly extensively. Uh, definitely a, uh, a known quantity. This is his ship. Uh, but Occam, you know him mostly as your landlord. He's the guy that you pay, uh, what little fees you do have to pay. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't charge a whole lot. That's why this is a pretty neat gig. He, he asked for a little bit and you've, you've been, how long have you been here actually, Occam? Uh, probably, probably about, um, two months. Okay. So yeah, you you may not you might not have much of a rapport with him rapport with him at all, but uh, he is where your credits go to to uh, keep the stall. Uh, you've had no problems with him. He uh, he can be a bit boisterous, but he runs a, a tight ship. You you pay your fees. You're not you know peddling stuff that uh, he doesn't want you to peddle, and uh, you've been left alone. So yeah, you both have this invitation and I, I feel like, you know, in the silence, even if it's on vibrate in this enclosed area, uh, you both, yeah, you both are aware you both got the same message like that, that like realization that you both had the same mass text. Does it give a time? You know, let's call it midday. Uh, the, the note says at sunset, but you know sunset means nothing on a starship, so uh, call it 7 p.m. stand local time. The, the, the list goes on like, you know, we need uh, all types. We need uh, magic users. We need tech specialists. We need heavy lifters. So it's going out to a lot. It doesn't list all the people it went out to, but uh, you are definitely... Uh, this is probably the first of these calls that you've gotten Occam, but Brasha, you've probably uh, had a couple of these already, so you kind of know to expect like a big casting call sort of thing. Uh, I guess I'm finishing this tomorrow. You want to go get lunch before this shit? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Alright. Uh, and I'll like let him out and lock the place up. Mm -hmm. uh, put in a uh, a command on the data pad that'll set anything that people request to allow them to like input a name and contact and stuff. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You. Uh, uh, th this uh, this place has um, food stalls, of course. Uh, any selection of whatever the hell you want can be found on King Kearney's. It's everywhere. Like he's he's got it all. He's got stuff way out from the vast. He's got stuff for silicon-based life form. He's even got Atlante cuisine. He has the hookup. So whatever you guys want to do for lunch, uh, we can totally accommodate that. To the food court. 
<laughs> just said the uh the triangle of where it's like uh uh screaming mcdonald's mcdonald's in one corner <laughs> and the other one is like we have food at home and the third one is pulls in orders a small black coffee and leaves <laughs> Occam gets put in the screaming McDonald's. Brasha is in the orders of small black coffee. And if I recall, Occam likes the spicy food. Yeah, Occam likes spicy food. Okay, yeah, you guys uh, share a meal. There are, uh, you know, while this isn't a family friendly establishment, <laughs> yes, Rhapsody would be we have food at home, uh, I think. Um, so yeah you guys uh, have a meal you know it's it's very much a cafeteria style just screaming kids all around um you you see it's just it's just hectic it's like you're, you're basically in a carnival right now just people screaming smells and sounds of cooking all around um i share a meal <clears throat> so Eating and eating. Munch, munch, munch. Okay, then we are going to speed up time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe there was going to be something there, but I guess not. Time goes by. You guys have a long lunch. Um, shopping montage. Maybe you want to get a little something to make yourself look nice for the king. You don't have to, but some time passes, and uh you know, you both uh, either separately after parting ways and returning, or hanging out all afternoon playing arcade games. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that could have been a chance there. Uh, King Kearney's has a VR studio. If you'd like to take, uh... <laughs> yeah, King Kearney's also has big flesh walls that you stick your dick in. So they're called pleasure pits, and don't make it dirty. Are the, is that the rule? <laughs> no, I'm just telling Sean. This is the future. Porn has uh, desensitized everyone to the okay. point where you I'm, literally have I'm to fuck. Sorry, balls. I'm sorry. They have walls. They stick your dick You're in fine. and stick the stick in yep. you. I did not know that you had read that entry in the Starfinder pack. You World mentioned book. it. Oh, I, I didn't did. Read oh, it. whoops. <laughs> oh, okay yeah yeah there's uh i'm looking at it right now so this there is uh casinos you can go gamble you can have fun in arcades both vr and analog and there is a <laughs> let me see here um doo -doo -doo. even absalom's the pleasure pits have analog games <laughs> I don't Animal like that. Log games. Yep. 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 <laughs> yes. Sean. <laughs> so yes, uh narrowly avoid interplanetary scandal in the synthetic flesh walls of his pleasure pits. So yes, I guess I was at fault for uh Yes. So you spend the afternoon together however you want. I'm just gonna fast forward to seven o'clock. You both arrive fairly promptly and there is a uh just a who's who of scumbag here you see uh dragonkin uh wearing uh deep v tunics you know here for the here for the the heavy lifting portion you see a couple uh 
uh, hooded drow, uh, you know, that are clearly very powerful spellcasters. You see a whole lot of people here, a bunch of races, bunch of ages, bunch of skill sets being displayed here as uh, this is kind of the general assembly hall. And um, door opens and inside the, uh, the, the haze, the smoke, the poor lights are all gone. Right now you are walking into a hallway of a very ornately decorated gold and jewel encrusted everything bright lights gemstones as you make your way up to a a resplendent throne and sitting on it you see a um, middle-aged dwarf man he is uh, beautiful rings are uh, woven into his beard he's got rings on every finger he's got bracelets he's got he's got it all and he's got just very ornate robes and he's wearing a full-on dwarvish crown this this guy is uh the embodiment of dwarven stereotypical uh excess so you all file in and he uh, picks up a a football-sized gemstone and just bangs it on a board as and everyone just goes silent king stands up adjusts his robes walks forward and i don't really have a voice for him hello mates it's me king kearney i'm glad that was recorded (laughs) i don't think i can do that voice that would have been perfect do you want to voice king kearney (laughs) um i can (laughs) yeah Fuck it, we're doing it. We didn't have no elves in space, Australia. (laughs) (laughs) I have to drink some water to calm myself down. I'm barely keeping my shit together right now. You're just gonna get five minutes of cackling. All right, everybody. Glad you all could make it here today. Uh, As I mentioned in the little message sent out, there's a, a big hall coming up, and, and it's in a secret location, only I know it. Before I tell all you lovely people where that is, I need everyone to sign up. And don't worry, there's going to be lots of work, lots of different types of work, lots of different folks. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so we're going to need scrappers, we're going to need hackers, we're going to need busters and custers and carriers and all that sort. So don't worry, there will be enough for you, and you'll all get a little bit of the take, eh? All right. <clears throat> so, once you've all signed up, I'll distribute the location to your data pads, and you can all set out. I don't care if you form teams with each other, or if you're all kind of rivaling about, but uh, let's have a good, clean, good, clean fun, all right? No aiming for the face of balls. Or, you know, whatever you got. <laughs> I ain't gonna judge ya. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know me. <laughs> All right, so. Chauncey, Chauncey, pass the sheet around. Pass the data pad around. Let them sign up. Good, good. Um, That's all I have for you, though. We'll get you uh, set out. Of course, provide your own ships. I'm sure you've got. I'm sure you've got. And, uh, yeah. I'll be uh, keeping tabs on you a little bit. All right, then. 
Have fun and happy looting, folks. I love you, Eric. <laughs> I'm literally crying over here. Um, yes, so uh, the, the sheet is passed around. Everyone interested. Everyone uh, everyone signs up. And there are uh, quite a few people who uh, like make a big deal about like hyping it up. Uh, I'll sign up for King Curdy anything. And they kind of make a big deal about making sure they're scene signing. So like a lot of, lot of uh, like gross kind of attempts at favoritism, a lot of, lot of, <laughs> lot of, uh, the term star fucker isn't used much anymore, but in mid two thousands, that's what you were called someone who was like on a celebrity's dick about everything. So these people, everyone signs up and uh, everyone parts ways, uh, you know, everyone's muttering to themselves as they, uh, spread out and most of them are going straight towards um the uh the the the, the big ass hangar bay that uh used to be a uh, uh a frigate belonging to uh the stewards and that's where the main hangar for most of the starships is it's like their six flags parking lot sort of thing um but you know they're all like rushing off and you know dialing up phone calls are made messages are sent out and the two of you are uh kind of like i won't say you're the only ones in there but you guys are lagging a bit behind so everyone else like sprinted off and uh so what do the two of you know i guess we can get into what the two of you think of this gig and any thoughts you want to give on that what exactly is this contract uh the contract states that um a uh, once agreed upon and uh, finalized from both parties uh, a coordinates will be given to starship captains for the location which will kind of like dead drop to another location like you know this kind of seedy shit like secrets are kept so you know it's going to take um, it's just detailing like you will be given coordinates to coordinates to coordinates to where you can meet up to do this sort of thing uh, everything is um, is up for grabs. Uh, there will be uh, some surveillance given as to like you know key prizes. So like if there's something the king wants, the king gets, no questions asked. But everything else is for uh, for everyone. Very few details other than um, there will be foes, there will be uh, magic, there will be traps, both technological and magical. Um, it is in the uh, shadier side of gray as far as uh, legality, but he assures you you're not robbing the golden vault, so that you'll live just fine. And some of the language is like a little antagonistic, trying to like, you know, you know what this is, do the job. We're just doing this so we can cover our asses in the back end. Do I recognize any of the people around? Yeah, you, uh, you. People come to you, Occam, you've only been there a couple months, but you have uh, steadily been getting more and more uh, clientele. Um, people come to you once, you know, once they see your quote unquote magic, they tend to like to see more of it. So, you know, that, it's that initial thing where you have a very good service you provide. Some people don't believe that you can rub a manifold to full health, but once someone sees it, word of mouth has spread like wildfire through uh, the Caspa over 
Hawkins busted scrap. So you aren't a celebrity by any means, but you're like, look at this guy. Look at this little startup sort of thing. <laughs> but um, the, these people that I recognize, what kind of ships do they have? Uh, all, all types. It's uh, nothing like extravagant. Nothing. It's just uh, it's it's very okay. Not the Ravagers from Guardians of the Galaxy because they had awesome gear, but like Firefly level. Like they're scrappy. Some of them have a little more tech. Some of them have more magic in their crews, but n nothing like. There's no like uh, Star Trek level thing where they have all the goodies. This is all like everyone just trying to squeeze as much from a as much from a credit as they possibly can. Does that help at all? Uh, in terms of technical superiority, where does his ship sit? Uh, scale of one to ten, you're about a three. Yeah. Akim don't know about this. Foes, traps, and magic in a junk ship. <laughs> junk location. I don't know if I said huh? ship. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. No, my, my ship's a junk oh, ship. Oh, your junk ship. Okay, I was like, okay. I'm like, uh yes but you wouldn't have been and i guess i akim would know this like king kearney wouldn't bother with you he wouldn't he doesn't send this isn't like you know casting a wide net and seeing if anyone he chose people they he felt suited for this gig so akim would know like he may not you know get the biggest prize but this is a good get for you. Uh, this is a way for you to make connections. This is a way for you to get out there and get more stuff. But Occam also knows that if there's magical shit involved, you know a lady, you have contacts. In fact, there's a specific contact that comes to mind when you start kind of wringing your hands together over like, oh me, oh my, is my little ship gonna be good enough for this? You know of a lady who gets the job done not real friendly or well not real loved i guess i should say she wasn't in attendance you did like you you've seen her enough that you didn't see her in attendance but you know that you can trust this individual i think i'm kind of confused about the okay. um sure think because is this a rape or is everybody sort of needed for this? Uh, this is a, uh, I guess, and feel free, like, if you if you don't think I'm doing a good enough job of explaining, please feel free to say, Don, give me more. Um, so people were rushing off, not because there's no time limit on this thing, but when the king, and a lot of these are sycophants who were like, you know, want to please the king and are rushing off to get started right away. You won't need to meet up, and I guess it's my fault for not including in the bullshit contract that I'm slowly uh, making bigger and bigger as the session goes on. But uh, you have two days to respond and to meet at the first set of coordinates. You have time. People were rushing off because they were kiss asses to the king and they wanted to, you know, get the jump. Okay. Is that better? Yeah, I, I think okay. I understand a bit better. Okay. So, um, Occam, you know, you do know that you have a contact that would be uh, ideal for this, that you've seen their work in action. And, you know, Brasha, what do you think about this? As you're standing there and Occam is uh, mulling over logistics and uh, realities of this. Brasha is going to lean over to 
Occam and kind of like nudge him in the side with his elbow and be like, well, uh, <laughs> King Kearney's been getting more and more eccentric, it seems, but uh, well, I'm not going to do this shit by myself. I want to uh, kind of, uh, pair up, split the goods. Don't know. Chances are he made it seem pretty risky. There's this many people needed for it. I don't know if it's going to be all that safe. Sounds like something that could get a lot of us killed. Else, mm. why is he keeping all hush hush now? Hmm. I mean, could just be that he just found out about it. Yeah, but if he wanted it, anything out of it, he could take it. So, why send all of us after it if not to mitigate losses? Eh. I just assume that's how he is. He's always, you've, I mean, you've encountered him before, right? He's kind of a loon sometimes. Yeah, he's my loon. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm guessing it's just, uh, he doesn't want to spread uh, you know, sort of his employees too thin, but uh, he can just, I mean, you saw how some of these people rushed out there probably going to give half their share to him whether he asks for it or not so if he gets most of the haul and doesn't have to do any work why wouldn't he sure he might miss out on some but still a good investment i'd say then it's the others i'm worried about they're going to turn on anybody else just to keep their own shit could be i just barely started getting my ship put together the way I want it. I suppose we could take my ship. It's not great, but it's got a big cargo space right now. It's mostly cargo space. Maybe. We've got a couple of days to think about it. If you know anyone else that uh, maybe we could pull in for our team, you know? I'm not against it. I'll ask around. Sounds good. I'm going to try and offload the rest of the shit on my ship and... Uh, Clear out some space then. Alright. So, as Occam will go back to the shop and and think about it. Okay. Uh, Brasha, you're able to get to your ship no problem. Um, stow your stuff away in your ship. Night, night happens. You guys sleep. You know, you guys do your own thing. Next day happens. Do you contact each other? You have two days to get there. And the coordinates, the first set of coordinates are within a day's travel. So it's not like you're going to get there. Like even if you took the drift, it would get you there. Uh, it's kind of like being at the exact coordinates in space is very unlikely to do except on purpose. So they are about a day's travel out. So this next day, uh, you know, go about your business, however you like, do you contact each other? Do you contact anyone? And if either of you, I guess I should say this, if any of you know any other contacts, there are plenty of people willing to uh, go on board. There are people that uh, from the crowd, if you want to recruit some of them. Mm, I don't know. And that was the Warhorn. <laughs> That's the AC coming on. Um, For the most part, Brasha is going out and just bulk selling the shit that he kind of had on his ship. Sure. Um, and he would probably know 
maybe like one uh merc who is kind of familiar with like yeah, I mean I would say heavy weapons, but especially like um how I was trying to think of one I uh, the only thing I can think of that compares is like those big uh plasma chainsaws in Titan AE that like hack the ships apart at the start. Uh oh yeah, there's there's if there's not already something like that, because I haven't looked at them, uh we can make something. So yeah, there are definitely those, and I guess I should say like in this mission this thing given to you you and Occam are very techie people so if you can think of some sort of heavy lifter or uh heavy weapons that's good that's a good idea uh to consider um someone magic-y would be good so if you have any contacts like that um your ship uh your ship that hasn't been revealed yet uh would be is as good as any for this sort of job. And yeah, your cargo bay emptying it up to fit as much crap treasure uh, <laughs> as you can. Yeah. He's probably okay with taking a little bit of a loss on the, uh, the bulk scrap to clear it all out since it's mostly garbage. Gotcha. Um, and then he'll kind of swing by Occam's shop. Okay. What's Occam been doing this day? He's really mulling it over. Cause I think he's, really reticent to uh to actually uh go through with this okay uh you aren't conscripted into service this i should say like if you if alchem doesn't feel like going on this thing he doesn't have to i'm just presenting an opportunity for alchem it's up to him uh, i think um then alchem probably wouldn't go because like he I, I realize that to some degree what he does is illegal but he doesn't usually do illegal things for other people uh okay. especially without knowing uh sure. what what's going on anything that he's going to like break a law or go about doing something like that he wants to know that he's doing it and that he's doing it for himself not for somebody else sure yeah i i then i will say that akim definitely knows king kearney's reputation you've been here two days you can learn that you've been here two months so you know that he is an ambitious um loon i think eric described him perfectly with that he can be a bit of a loon i think was the word used uh you know that he has been untouched by the authorities. You know that this his operation, if it was uh, as if if half the rumors were true, he should be shut down. If this was a just and uh, good universe, we uh, we find ourselves in right now. But you also know that this uh, this collection of ships, this this little gang he has going on. Absalon Station government officials, corporate officials have been seen here. Like this is, uh, it's kind of like uh, Vegas, but, you know, spacey. <laughs> A lot of shit goes down. Some of it, yes, this this does stink to high heaven of uh, morally gray at the very best. But yeah, if Occam doesn't feel comfortable doing this, entirely up to you. Yeah, I don't think he... I don't think he trusts it. Okay. Uh, 
I think I think he smells something fishy. He's a dwarf, but um, I mean, not the guy necessarily. Uh, it was a bad joke. So okay, yeah, Brasha, <laughs> you spend that day mulling it over, and Brasha shows up uh, mid mid afternoon. And in fact, Brasha, if you want to unload some of your scrap at Occam's, would that be uh, something Occam does, where he accepts bulk scrap to just process? Uh, yeah, he'll he'll sell, he'll take broken scrap and fix it up and sell it again. He probably doesn't have too much left at this point. Okay. But uh, he'll donate his little processed cube. And just uh, so you thought it over? You coming? I don't think so. Something feels off about it. Well, I will say live for you, so I'm not going to make you live for someone else if you don't want to. Well, if it turns out okay, you can come back and rub it in my face, huh? Don't think I want. Uh, do you know anyone I might be able to, uh, hook up with for it, though? I've got one guy who's basically just a grunt lifter, though. Not much else. Uh, I know a few people, yeah. And I'll, like, uh, scribble down some names and places where you can expect to find them. Alright, well, thank you. Uh, and if you do change your mind, there's always room. Right. Uh, Akim, you know you have six hours to change your mind. If, if uh, Well, Brasha knows there are about six hours you can hang around before you have to leave to make the rendezvous on time. Right. Okay. And uh, there's one name on the list that uh, I'm like, she's really good at what she does. It's a bit odd to be around, but don't let it bother you. Uh, okay, then. Uh, thanks for, I guess, everything. Hope to see you around later. The same. I'll uh, shake Occam's hand and uh, head out to find these people. Okay, so yeah, uh, you're able to secure uh, Lotor, the uplifted bear. Uh, he, he's a mercenary for hire that you've uh, you've you kind of literally bumped into elsewhere. Big weapons guy, big uh, big burly mofo. But uh, the rest of the people are kind of already spoken for. You only have a couple hours before you have, so most of the talent in the entire cast spa has been kind of snagged up. But you do see that last name that Occam gave, Ashana Safi. You uh, make your way to um, one of the many dive bar stalls, and uh, you look around, and sitting, kind of leaning against the bar alone, in fact, pointedly alone, you see, uh, as you step into this kind of fenced-off area, you see people are giving this person a wide berth even when they have to go up to the bar to exchange drinks or trays they'll take an extra step to go around this woman and for that we're gonna have tracy describe ashana safi yeah she's she is lachunta um she has a peach colored skin with dark dark hair and eyes and uh very dark nails and of course, she has the patterns that you can see on her face and shoulders that are revealed. Um, she's pretty slender. Um, 
because you know she's she is a magic user so uh most of her physical stats are zero and <laughs> so yeah she's she's pretty slender um not exactly healthy looking uh her clothes are old she definitely looks more or less like a street person so yeah uh, brasha this is what you see standing alone sipping on some kind of drink and you think back you have a little uh simpsons memory bubble in your head of akim telling you she's a little strange but don't let that affect uh, you yeah he'll just uh walk up to the bar uh lean on it kind of wrap on the bar with his knuckle uh and turn to her and say uh, uh ashani ashana what, what can i do for you sugar uh i was turned on to you by a mutual friend uh akim a uh, scrap dealer well, I declare I hadn't worked with him in a while. He's a bit, mm, I guess, a bit of a loner, but there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, we've got a bit of a bigger job, I guess, for the king himself. You interested? What's it pay? Mm, supposedly, there is a large treasure. We keep anything we find. I uh, could give you, say, 25%. Well, the problem with that is 25% of nothing is nothing. <laughs> well, I guess we'll just have to find more than nothing then. Honey, I am too poor to paint and too proud to whitewash. You're going to have to give me a number. All right. Tell you what, I just sold off all of my bulk scrap from my ship. Made a decent amount. It's yours as a down payment. If that doesn't cover the 25%, you get the remaining. Sound good? That'll work. What is it you need me to do? Uh, what is it you can do? Well, I have a bit of magic and I'm pretty good at uh, eliminating single targets without being noticed. Hmm. Stealth magic. Perfect. That's all we need you for then. I can I can help a little with the computer systems as well if you need that. Uh, hopefully I won't, but it's always good to have a second pair of hands, I suppose. So where do I meet you and when? Uh we'll be heading out from uh Dock C, Bay 89. It'll be the junker. But uh six hours we're heading out. All right, I'll be there. Do I need to bring provisions or are they supplied? Mm, I'd say bring what you can. You have weapons at all? I have weapons. I was thinking more along the lines of food and such. I should have enough for uh, to get us through the job, at least. So is Alkin coming with us? Uh, he said something felt off about it to him, so he doesn't want to. But if he makes it to the ship in six hours, he's welcome to tag along. Hmm. Somebody needs to explain to that man that 
a criminal can't refuse jobs simply because something feels off because if it didn't feel off, it wouldn't be a crime. <laughs> I think he's trying to stay a little bit closer to the line of the law on this one. The line of the law don't pay so well. When you're so poor that your stomach thinks your throat's been slit, you take what jobs come your way. You don't have to tell me that. All right, well, best you set up some quarters for me away from everybody else. Folks don't like me none. I can't see why I've been enjoying your company immensely. You, dear, are a very good liar, and it's appreciated. <laughs> At this, uh, Brasha, I should, uh, let, uh, maybe I should have done it a few minutes ago, but <clears throat> you do feel the moment you laid eyes on her, the moment you locked eyes with her, you felt something about her is off. You don't know what it is. There's nothing. She is uh, an attractive enough Lashunta. Lashuntas are, you know, they're in, in the lore setting, whatever. They are said to be preternaturally attractive. Not like, uh, like a siren or anything like seductress ways, but she is an attractive enough female Lashunta. Uh, no, Demaya. Demaya Lashunta. So uh, uh, she has an 18 charisma. All of that flies out the window with just this feeling of unease. Like there's there's just something. Like no perception check, no detect. I mean, you don't have detect magic, so I'm not worried about it. But there's just like, you get a sense off of her and you just cannot place it for the life of you. And it's it's there but you still can have a conversation with this person. But you do, like, you're immediately aware of, like, oh, people don't like her. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's dealt with shittier people. And, uh, he may not be the, uh, quite as silver-tongued as he is present day, but he's still, um, his, his <laughs> primary <laughs> source of money is still uh, fast talking and uh, <laughs> dealing with people whether he likes them or not. So, okay. So, docking bay C, bay eighty nine, six hours. Uh, I can zoom to that unless there's you guys want to keep talking or do anything before then. I don't... Ashana, we can uh, we can we can follow you for a little bit if you want. She's not doing anything important. She's just gonna pack up her tent. Everything else okay. in her bag. So. Yep. Uh, and yeah, the, yep. Yeah. So there's a. Uh, while the king does entertain the loftiest of guests, there are definite slums. There are entire uh, shitty freighters with poor ventilation, even worse lighting, and sometimes not a whole lot of structure left to them because they've just aged out. But this is where the dregs of the Caspar live is a strong word but uh this is where you have just a very shabby tent a little bedroll you're left alone because people know like that's that's a shot and like she she travels wherever a job takes her and wherever it ends is where she sets up Mm -hmm. until the next job because she can't afford transportation back and forth exactly yep Exactly, but the the time, however much time, like it would take a day for people to know, like, 
we are going to avoid that tent specifically until it's gone. So you get back, you you load up, uh, you get down to the docking bay. As you're walking down, uh, Brasha had left to pre-prep the ship and all that. Uh, You have your uh, down payment. But as you walk down these crowded hallways of this uh, docking bay area, they just part. They just move. They they aren't violent about it. They they look at you, but they just they just get the hell out of. And uh, standing at the docking ramp is a is an uplifted bear wearing heavy armor and holding a big ass fuck you cannon. And Brasha, maybe uh, smiling like the <laughs> smug son of a bitch he is. And that's where we're gonna leave it. Next time, we'll be returning back to Triaxis, back to the Crevis Crater. And yeah, oh, oh, I finally have a sign-off. You ready? <clears throat> and that's all we have for this week. Stay tuned next week. Same Hex time, same Hex channel, Hex Grid Heroes. Spaceport. Okay, Do you for say real, excellent? I was... Okay, for real, I was planning on doing an NPC with that fucking voice, and the two of you <laughs> mocking it right now is making me uh, changing. That. <laughs> 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 fucking piece of shit. Hooray! You need to collect 900 eggs! <laughs> This is optional. Oh, yes! Uh, If you don't want to hear the real ending.